Bandwidth for this podcast is brought to you by CashFly at C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com. This Week in Photography is sponsored by Audible. Go to audiblepodcast.com slash twip for a free downloadable book. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace.com, the fast and easy way to publish a high-quality website or blog. For a free trial and 10% off your new account, go to squarespace.com slash twip. This week on Twip, Lightroom and Camera Raw get updated, slideshows, what's the best software for those, and an interview with Chase Jarvis. All that and more on episode number 108 of This Week in Welcome to another episode of This Week in Photography. Today on the show, we've got Mr. Alex Lindsay on the Wheels of Steel. Hello, hello. <laughs> and coming from New York City is Mr. Steve Simon with a brand new microphone. Hey, Steve. And my special coffee. And the special coffee. Hey, can you, can you quickly demonstrate your, uh, the move that you showed off camera? You know, your, your move of interest with the glasses? Oh, okay, yeah, sure. Well, when something really compelling comes on, I'll probably react like Look this. at that. <laughs> yeah. <was> brilliant. <laughs> It'll probably brilliant. be reacting to something you say, Fred. <laughs> brilliant. Even and, and, the hair and, moved. And for those, listening, for those listening to us, of yeah. course, Steve is pulling his glasses off and looking, looking uh, you know, indignant. That's right. Indignant. See, for all hey, the- Steve, can you make sure to hit Skype recorder? Just hit record. Oh, me? Okay. We'll do. I'm doing. Okay. Excellent. All right. Go All ahead. right. So well, that's our intro and I'm Frederick Johnson. I'm here live in the uh in you the came. I'm here in the Twit Twit studio. I want to say Twip Studios, but that's not really No, I, that, that would be I think I think the word would be presumptuous. Well, you know. Soon our audience will be gigantic enough soon. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to branch out to the building across the street and that'll become the Twip studios exactly um yeah i'm live i'm I'm up here in petaluma and we're recording the show here it's always fun to come up here and and actually see how this thing is being recorded um but we're gonna jump right into the news we've got a lot of interesting news to talk about today and uh first up is what alex camera camera raw camera Camera raw 5.5 And, and Lightroom. Lightroom 2.5 Yes, is so, the latest thing. So now if you have an icon, uh, the D300, uh, D3000, Olympus EP1, uh, the Panasonic FZ35, and the Panasonic GF1, you are in luck. Mm-hmm. And there's preliminary support for the 7D. Yep. And I would say also with these with these releases, like the Lightroom 2.5 release, yeah, there's a lot of camera support in there, but the, the team doesn't only put camera support in there. They're, they're always squashing bugs and optimizing and doing all that good stuff. So it's worth it to upgrade. Even if you don't have one of these cameras and you're like, well, I don't own one of those and it already supports the camera I have. If you're using Lightroom, always stay on the latest version because it gets better they're, and better. Evidently, they're tweaking the algorithms. Tweak, logarithmically tweaking the algorithms yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's a family show <laughs> come on alex <laughs> all right what's up next x right announces color checker passport steve did you see this and you know this is just speaking of like color checker type stuff and and using uh gray tag Macbeth color charts and all that stuff do you as a photojournalist <laughs> do you do that kind of stuff or are you just out there on auto white balance and and shooting away i'm going to 
I promise I'm going <laughs> to. Whenever I see this stuff come up, I I always go, ah, oh, damn, I've got to you know make sure I calibrate my monitor. I mean, right now my main computer is my laptop, and really short of of printing, and certainly when I go to the web, I can see how images are going to be going to look on my website. But of course, I, I I need to do this a little bit better. I need to get on this, and it's on my list of things to do, particularly if you're printing. Uh, but I I guess you know if you if you're doing anything that is showing your work out there, you need to make sure you calibrate. So yeah, that's interesting. Because I had a you know, last week's uh, guest insert was Katrina Iceman. And uh, she and I, in the extended interview, I don't know if I made it into the abbreviated interview, but the, in the extended interview, we talked a lot about how you know some photographers want to control printing from you know, or when they want to control their images from the from the time they snap the shutter all the way through to when they print the thing, so they have their own printer. Some photographers shoot and then send it off to Impix uh, or White House or somebody like that and let them take care of it and print it. Where do you, where do you fall on that, or do you are you just all digital? Yeah, well, I'm all digital, but I, I think I'm not as meticulous as some people can be with this stuff. I mean, frankly, um, you know, when I've printed and I printed for for shows that I've had. Um, and I can get beautiful results, but I don't necessarily have to sort of, um, you know, follow. I mean, the equipment now, I mean, the Epson, Canon, HP printers that photographers are using, it's quite extraordinary the results you can get really without, you know, knowing that much about what you're doing. And as a photographer, I mean, yes, I suppose you can maybe make it 3% better. You're always striving to make the best possible, but for me, um, I'm 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 not investing my time into that world the way I would you know shooting and and doing other things. So it's it's a sure. choice that I make, and and I'm very happy with the results that I'm getting. But definitely, um, I have to uh, when I get a new monitor, which I'm hoping to do soon, I'll definitely need to to calibrate it. It just makes it makes absolute sense to do it, and it's not that hard or expensive. Right. Yeah, you should be calibrated all the way through. And uh, one other thing, just for the folks on the Mac side who haven't upgraded to macOS 10.6.1 now, uh, actually, the uh, in that in the new operating system update, they've added the ability to for the OS to automatically update the printer drivers, much like it does itself. So it's a, hey, there's a new update available for Mac OS X. Do you want it? Boom. Now, apparently with this new update, it'll do that for your printers as well. So you don't have to worry about, oh, am I on the latest driver? I got to go find the page on Epson's side and download it, and then it doesn't work right. You know, it, it's it's much more seamless now. So if you're on a Mac, I would suggest that, and, and you've upgraded, you know, take advantage of that feature. Well, I, and I think I'm, I'm definitely thinking of actually getting one of these. We're about to go for a photo shoot in brazil mm-hmm. and uh a lot of the stuff we're going to be shooting all the time and trying to match colors and we have some really expensive charts that we use in the office <laughs> to sync up our video cameras a lot of times what happens we have three a three camera shoot yeah. and uh, we'll spend we might spend an hour or two you know with all the cameras tuning them all in with a uh, with a with a scope yeah. you know vector scope to make sure that they're really capturing the the stuff the, the same exact way same image. and we use what's called a chroma dumont chart uh, which is made by dsc labs now it's for video yeah and you know it's 
But you, you talked about that. $1,500 for one piece of cardboard. Do right. photographers need to care about that? I mean, you now pay. now that they're... Not photographers. So this no, is, but, yeah. but if, they're, if they're a photographer that's making the branch in the video now, what about calibration of those so, video scenes to the print scenes? Really what you... I mean, some kind of basic small chart is all you really need most of the time. We're a little particular. You know, we... You know, well, to, to us, you know, it, it really is a matter of labor. Yeah. Uh, it, it's cheaper if we get it right, right on, right on the mark. And a lot of our clients are paying us to make sure that it, it, it works. Alex, you know, and uh, so, can you yeah. tell us uh, how much you paid for a chart again? <laughs> as much as you paid for one of your Nikon cameras, <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah. but, but when you look at the amount of labor that we have spent, uh, the, you know, because I calculate, you know, the problem is now is I used to be, I used to just be an artist and now I'm a producer. And, uh, and I have to, I look at everything in out, number of hours spent and how much those hours cost. Mm-hmm. And, and I can tell you that we easily have um, spent more on fixing color correction problems uh, between three HD cameras shot on a, on, on a live uh, shoot or not on a live shoot, but in the, in post, we've, yeah. we've easily spent more than that, uh, than, than the chart you know, cost and the charts only a one-time cost, but you know, you really, it's one of those things that, you know, something gets off for a three hour shoot and now you have to fix all those cameras and try to get all that stuff right. And, and, and it can be a lot of, it can really turn especially if you do a live mix. So if you mix it and you're switching, mm-hmm. well now I do, what I don't have is I don't have three independent streams. What I have is three mixed streams. So there's one bad camera that comes up every 15 seconds oh, and I got to right. go in and fix that. You oh, know, cause so, you're mixing live and, and ending up with one sort of right. pre-edited yeah. thing. I know this isn't about photography, yeah. but that's why we worry well, about these things. Is. But, it but kind what, of is, yeah. but it's really great minimum minimum and this is something ron talked about you want to have a gray chart or you want to have some kind of piece of gray something neutral yeah. that you can just kind of we a lot of times we just throw it out and said this is what the environment looks like it, yeah. it doesn't you know we'll get to it later and it may not be you know we're not we're not i'm not changing i tend to set my camera when i'm shooting to you know i'm shooting raw and i set it to you know indoor outdoor i don't do any white balance i just kind of like this is roughly what i'm sure. doing so i so i when i'm viewing it it looks right yeah. but i know that i can go back and change that anytime uh, but I do like having the chart, especially if I know I'm going to have to, I might want to sync some of these Im- images up later. Yeah. It's nice having that as reference saying, oh, that's where the yellows were on this image versus this image uh, yeah. when you're doing compositing, when you're doing that type of thing. It's not, it's great to be able to just throw it in there. What about the, uh, the red camera? Why don't you guys just buy all red cameras? Cause they shoot raw, right? At 30 frames, 29.97 frames a second or whatever you're shooting. And when the scarlet comes out, we will. <laughs> yeah. We'll buy, we might buy a couple. <laughs> we like them. Yep. Um, moving right along, Pentax has announced the new KX entry level camera with high definition video. Looks like these point and shoots are all coming out with high definition video. I, I rented from our friends over at LensRentals.com a um, the Olympus Pen camera that we talked about in the show a couple weeks ago. Beautiful retro looking camera. I shot a friend of mine's. Uh, they were they were stomping grapes over the weekend. They have a little mini- miniature winery, wine making group up to the wine country and stomping grapes. <laughs> they weren't actually hey. stomping. They have a machine now, apparently. Honey, <laughs> would you like to stomp some grapes? So we were. Uh, so I was shooting it, and I decided, okay, perfect test of the pin. And I wanted to play around with the Animoto, so I took a bunch of shots and interspersed shooting HD video with that and then dumped some random shots into Animoto and it popped out this beautiful composition. So if you haven't played with Animoto, definitely check it out. But uh yeah, it was it was cool and I could see that was kind of my first time actually on a assignment shooting 
interspersed HD video with stills. Now, one thing I would warn people, um, I have a an iFi card that I use uh, in my point and shoots, <laughs> and I had that in the pin camera, which, you know, it's not designed for this kind of high-speed stuff like recording HD, but it really slowed it down because it was trying to write that those giant HD <laughs> files to this really slow card. So what happened was I missed a bunch of shots because I'm shooting, shooting, like, oh, that's a cool scene put it in HD mode, record like 10 seconds of video, turn it off, and I was expecting to flick it back into camera mode and go take some more pictures. No. I was like, I I, 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 I take a break, yeah. wait, you know, check my iPhone, boom, light still flashing. And, that's, and that's where, when you when you see the speeds of those cards, right, the, 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 how fast these cards are writing, that's why that's important. Yeah. It's yeah. how long does it take to get that, because the camera has a buffer that it can grab everything and put it onto the card, but it needs to, sometimes, if the card is slower than the buffer, you have uh, yeah, an inflection. That, that weakest link syndrome. Yeah. Yes. So had I been on a real job, say I was shooting, you know, photographing the president and, you know, I got some video now, here's the, the decisive moment, I want to capture that shot, I would have been out of luck. But right, then that, you probably would have had a second body. That's a message I think that, uh, you know, and we've all been guilty of it, but, I mean, you don't go to a job with a new piece of equipment that you haven't tested yet or regardless of what it is. I mean, if even new cards, you want to make sure that they're, they're working properly. I mean, I've, I've done, I've been guilty. I think we all have been guilty. Uh, you know, getting a new piece of equipment for a specific job and maybe not having the time to really fully test it out and maybe paying the price for it. So it's always good to familiarize yourself before you do something important with your your stuff. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's it's part of new gear. That's the. I mean, this was a this was a special circumstance because it was just it was a friend of mine, and I'm just out there having fun, and I had this new camera. I'm like, hey, you know, I'll just play with it while I'm out there. But definitely, if you're on a real job that people are paying you for, or something that is not repeatable, don't take new gear with you out there, Steve. Now you said we're all guilty. What was your guilty instance when you sh- you got bitten by showing up on a job with uh, with brand new untested gear? Well, I I seem to recall. Well, I, it actually wasn't me. It was my friend. I had this friend <laughs> who bought a your Nikon, friend Stefan, right? Had, had a Nikon <laughs> camera body that was a backup body and um, brought it to an assignment and didn't realize it was on auto bracketing. So um, thinking that every shot was you know, the right, the same exposure, every third shot, you know, every, every exposure was different. It was bracketing by itself. So, you know, in, in situations where you're dependent on capturing the moment and then you've got kind of an underexposed and then an overexposed one, that's not a smart thing. So my friend learned a very valuable lesson that day. And I don't think he's going to do that again. I, I I think I, I've, I've been on a job with your friend once. It was in Montana, and he had a camera that was – he was shooting in snow, and I remember it, it, it – he couldn't figure out – well, he, he knew what was happening, but it was focusing on the snowflakes, and oh, he couldn't yeah. get to focus yeah. on the subject. That's you right. That I was there with that guy too. That guy. That guy. I mean, that you know, guy. We, could just, we should follow him around with a video camera and just sort of you know, do a show on what not to do. And, exactly. And Hosted by Stefan Simone. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> he's, I don't he's distantly related. But I think, yeah, there was a situation where um, on autofocus, uh, there were uh, little droplets or snowflakes going on 
uh, falling from the sky. And obviously the autofocus, that was one situation where autofocus fails. And uh, it took a little while before Stefan twigged into that as to um, what was going on there. But as a, a true professional, always will recover before the job is done and just get those pictures. So nobody yeah. really has to know except the millions of TWIP listeners. No pixels were harmed, so it was, exactly. it was fine. Exactly. Um, a quick shout-out to our sponsor, one of our sponsors, Audible.com. Today's podcast is brought to you by them. They're the leading provider in spoken word entertainment. They've got over 50,000 titles to choose from and can be downloaded and played back anywhere. So visit audiblepodcast.com forward slash twip for a free audiobook of your choice. And my pick is an Audible week, podcast. Yeah, it is Audible, audible Podcast. Yep, dot com slash According Twip. to my little cheat sheet, T W I P because it makes us look cool and we like that. T W I P. Yep. And I love. Audible. It's not case sensitive either, is it? I was I was going back and forth on Twitter with someone about uh, how I look at at imbibing, you know, content. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like fiction is for movies, for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, non escapism. Non fiction is for Audible. And magazines are for magazines for for this year, but like I don't like I just I just I'm just constantly like for me. Audible. What about what about books like real books? No, <laughs> you're like what are those? Those are for burning. <laughs> but, uh, 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 books are really a um, uh, something that I I get when I can't find it on Audible. Mm-hmm. You know, so if I if I have a book that I want to get, like I got. Um, uh, Dembisa Moyo's uh, Dead Dead Aid about Africa, and the only reason I bought the book is because it's not available on Audible. Interesting. And then when I get them, I think maybe I should just do a voiceover and send it to Audible, so no one has to go through this misery again. There you go. <laughs> so what's your pick? Why don't, why don't I was going to say what about the Kindle? Where does that fit in there? Because it's kind of a book and yeah, it it's digital. You know, I, I've, I've I've just decided it's not for me. No, no, I'm waiting. You're I'm going to hold out for the I'm mythical thing for the for the mythical thing the that would be called thing. the media, the MPad, the iPad, the, the yeah, whatever. Um, I think it's going to be a iTouch. I don't know. Um, I, <laughs> I'm just naming products. <laughs> Don't even go there. No, I'm Alex, not going to. No, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> don't go there. So my pick before Alex takes the show down the drain <laughs> is uh, it's called The Woofy Factor by Tara Hunt. Woofy. W-H-U-F-F-I-E. And funny title, but it's actually a really good Audible book. And it uh, she goes into essentially Woofy is the sum total of your social network voice. You know, with your Twitter, your MySpace, your Facebook, uh, your blogs, all that stuff. So each person, the sum total of that is your reach and your woofy factor. So it's really interesting. She talks about how it's the new cur- currency or the social currency in this this sort of digital generation, and how it is uh, in some cases at least or at least kind of uh, analogous to having funds. So you know, you can make money if you have large. If you have large woofy, you can <laughs> see. I can't even say it. <laughs> if you have large woofy, you can make a lot of money um, because you can leverage it and you know your contacts yeah. and all that stuff. So it's a really good book. Um, the title, get past the title because it's not. You know, it's. it's I, not I don't think she picked comedy. that well. Yeah, it should. I would have if I had it. I would have named it social currency. Yes, or something like that. Today's new gold. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. You got it. Ooh. All right. So continuing on. Uh, we got a poll. We have a poll. Alex, you wanna, what's the poll? 
So as a DSLR owner, do you point and shoot? Do you use a point and shoot? Um, it says, uh, yes, I carry one everywhere when I'm not using my DSLR. 27%. Um, yes, but I only use it occasionally. 40%. Uh, no, but my point and shoot has only... Uh, my gathered dust since getting my DSLR, 23%. No, I want uh, I went straight to DSLR and never owned a P uh, point and shoot. And that is 9%. So the big, it was a yes, but I only use it occasionally. That's interesting. So that's, and, and 67% have one and either use it occasionally or everywhere that they're, um, that they uh, don't use their DSLR. Now, how do you deal with that, Brad? Um, you know, I, I was going to say, I think a question is uh, answer, a potential answer is missing from this. It's uh, the iPhone. Because right. sometimes I have a point and shoot like this weekend with a pen camera. I was using that. Sometimes I'm on a real job and I'm shooting with the, you know, the, the Nikon, the D3 or the D700. But all the time I have my iPhone with me. So you're yeah. smiling. You're going to say something. I just realized I was walking down the street the other day uh, with my backpack and my, my coat. And I realized that I was carrying with me six different apparatuses designed. To, I, had two, I had two flips, an iPhone, uh, two 5Ds and another video camera. <laughs> You're that guy. You're that guy. But I was, I was like, "How did I get here?" You know, like, like it was just like it was. It was something like I, I, I saw something happening. I go, "Do I have a camera?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I have like a little studio in my back." Yeah, you, you know, would probably so. not know what to do if you, you know, if you actually, you know, encountered a photo when you've got like twelve different choices with you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do, uh, do but you know, I think that that raises an interesting question because Fred was talking about this EP1, and there's this. This new um, type of camera, which is, I think, a lot of professionals have been hoping for kind of a big sensor in a small package. We saw with the Sigma DP2. Now the um, Olympus one has entered the market. Uh, Panasonic is coming out with one. And then, of course, the Leica M9, which I didn't get a chance to talk about. I, I think maybe you guys talked about it last week. But, I mean, that is, is pretty exciting in a, a Leica-sized package an 18 megapixel full frame sensor with those Leica lenses. I mean, you know, now we're we're getting closer to the the holy grail. I mean, we love our DSLRs, but if we had a smaller package that focused very fast that provided us with a big sensor and amazing quality, um, I think a lot of us would opt for the smaller um, camera. Do you think the yeah. EP1 Fred is something that uh, you could use seriously for for jobs? Um yeah, actually. I mean, the the quality is amazing out of that little thing. And it's, I like it. You know, I think, you know, shooting, shooting jobs where you're, <clears throat> you've sort of marketed yourself as a professional uh, and you're getting paid. I don't think showing up with the EP1 would do much for your credibility because it kind of looks, it's a great camera. It's awesome, but it looks like. Yeah. You know, you're a tourist. You need a flowered shirt on, and you yeah, know, I know you what have you're this saying. I know what you're saying, yeah. but I mean, the reality yeah, but it, is, but the quality is great out of it. If no one saw you shooting, no, this would be about, an know, awesome camera. Forget about what the uh, everybody's saying about you as they're looking at you. I mean, if you can create, you know, the amazing images that you do with that little camera. Then yeah. your client probably, well, some clients anyway, you know, don't really care about that. It's it's the ultimate, yeah. it's the picture that counts. But I I know in business, you know, I mean, can you imagine? That. I mean, yeah, yeah, the camera's great and can probably run circles around cameras that are that were out just a year or a couple of years ago. But can you imagine showing up to a wedding that you're charging someone? I don't know, say twelve thousand, fifteen thousand dollars for, and you and your assistant show up with these pin cameras, you know, around your neck. Well, no, it's a great camera, and it can run circles yeah. around like the, you know, some of the, yeah. 
like a larger, more impressive looking yeah. cameras. But part Irving of it is can, impression, right? If you're Irving Penn, maybe you can get away with it. But I think most, there you people, go. most people wouldn't. But ultimately, you know, really, um, and I think we're, you know, it'll be interesting to see how things change. Because, you know, when we do this show, when we do the 25th anniversary show here on TWIP, it'll be fascinating to know, you know, what cameras we'll, we'll be using then. And, uh, you know, I suspect that things are just going to continue to get smaller, smaller and more user-friendly and uh you yeah. know why bother? bother it's still the content you still need the the person behind the camera to create the images regardless of of how small or you know insignificant the equipment that's very looks true like. you're just saying you're saying i'm too superficial aren't you steve no no i would never <laughs> say that Hey, you know, Apple Apple created this, you know, this blend of form and function, you know. Image is everything. No, image is part of it, you know. (laughs) So, you know, perception is reality, though, right? But that M9. People perceive you to be an amateur, you're an amateur. Would you want an M9 for Christmas, uh, Alex? I mean, 18 megapixel full frame Leica rangefinder. I mean, you know, that is... It's interesting because that is sort of state of the art, and and if if it's as good as as people say it is, um, it's quite an accomplishment to sort of maintain the analog camera um, in all its. I mean, it looks exactly the same as the the film versions of the Leicas, yet yeah. they may have actually achieved you know the 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 digital nirvana with the Leica system, and it's it's kind of a unique system. It's an ode to the past, but the reality is, it's a unique way of shooting. And if you use the the hyperfocal distance, which you can use on DSLRs too, but it tends to really work well um, with the rangefinder system, um, it's it's really kind of special. And seven thousand dollars for a body, I mean, it's expensive. But then again, you know, an uh, a D3X or a uh, the high end Canon are also very expensive. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I think that I find that uh, for me, I'm just trying to find a point and shoot that I can fit comfortably in my jeans pocket, which is the one problem that I have with my um, my LX3 is it's just that little lens is just a little too much. Yeah. You know, that's that's the problem that I'm having with it right now, and and I think that I'm going to uh, I'm looking my next camera, whatever that is, has to shoot video, mm-hmm. has to you know HD video, HD well, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. come on now. Yeah, you know, so the, I, because I, the iPhone can capture video, but it's not HD, well, and, and it fits and, in your pocket. And, and I and I have to do some comparisons because one of the things I found with shooting the LX3 is that while it says HD, I found that I didn't really want to look at it at 720p. What I was really happy with was uh, 360. You know, so the oh. the half size. Yeah. At ha- taking it, taking the 720p that comes out of the LX3 and making it half size. Yeah. That was a great. That's great video. Mm. The 720, little stretched. Really? Yeah. He's a little soft. Yeah, do you mind? I, I just wanted to add, Fred, to your iPhone thing because, you know, I, I too have been having fun with the iPhone, and it wasn't until I saw, um, I happened to be in the Apple store, and they had a book of images shot with a new iPhone camera that I realized just how good quality those images can be because, you know, when you see them on your screen, sometimes in bright sunlight, as great as a screen is, uh, you don't really get a sense of, of what you've got there. But I was very impressed with the quality of printed images done in sort of a large book. And I've been having fun with it a little bit. Obviously, it's limited. But if you use the, the camera within its uh, limits, uh, you can do some seriously cool stuff with, with the iPhone. 
Yeah, you can, and that's a that's a great tea. So um, I want to introduce our introduce our guests, but well, I'm going to let Alex finish the uh, finish the poll off. The, the poll. Uh, what we have here is uh, what is your favorite online photo sharing site? Flickr, Photo Bucket, Smug Mug, Zoomer, Facebook, or other. So uh, make sure to go up to uh, twiplog.com and uh, and let us know. Yeah, absolutely. So with that, uh, we are honored to have an interview with Mr. Chase Jarvis. He's a photographer whose name you probably probably have already come across if you follow photography movers and shakers. His clients include companies like Microsoft, Volvo, Reebok, Nike, and REI, just to name a few. I was lucky enough to grab a few moments of his time to talk about how he managed to come so far in such a short period of time. So here's a short excerpt from the the full interview, which you can find at twiplog.com or frederickvan.com. And folks watching this, watching this live, you're going to have to download the podcast and see uh, or and listen to this because... The deal is Chase gave us a TWIP exclusive sneak peek into some groundbreaking projects that he's working on. But we can't talk about this now because it's still brand new. And But we can insert it into the show on, that will be available for download on Wednesday. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. No, no, tomorrow. Tomorrow, two days. You're right. Two days. Oh, in two days. Yeah. Sorry. So Wednesday. <laughs> it will be available Wednesday. So if you download the full show uh, or head over to twiplog.com or frederickvan.com, you can listen to the full interview and get the gist of what uh, all this crazy stuff that he's working on. So with that, here's Chase Jarvis. Now, Chase, during this interview, I, I sent out a tweet that I was speaking to you and, and asked folks to, uh, you know, what if they wanted me to ask you a question, what would it be? And uh, as you might imagine, I got a, uh, a bunch of responses. But I can't go through all of them. But That's the same question. <laughs> but the, the theme, I know, we would go, we'd go for like two hours. The, the theme uh, through all of these is there's a lot of iPhone stuff, as you might imagine. People are, are asking questions about your iPhone technique. But there's a theme. People are asking, what app is your favorite app on the iPhone to post-process your image, your images? Uh, do you want to disclose that, or do you want to let people just find your own app sure. and figure Happy it out? To disclose that. So this has been slightly pre-recorded. Yes. Um, and uh, I didn't tell you this before we got on this interview, but I have an iPhone application. You have and an iPhone application. Yes, I do. You cannot. Don't tweet this because it ain't. This is pre-recorded a little bit, my friend. Well, I won't and tweet it if you send it to me. Studio that knows it, but um, it, it, it's going to come out at the same time. You know, the, the, the book is coming out, and all that stuff is it's timed nicely together. So um, <laughs> that's awesome. The, the, the app is right now uh, called Best Camera, and it's going to be the the best um, iPhone photography application out there it's going to allow you to stack multiple filters and uh and then share it with the world and oh that's so cool buddy that before and i'm going to hunt you down and hit you <laughs> with a stick in the knees <laughs> i'm not going to tweet it if you send it to me no you can't Definitely. send it to me there's so, no uh, way you can do that and uh, uh, let, let me give the folks um if you want to tweet back to them um i think camera bag is a great one okay. uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of that the Photogene does a great job, which it's just kind of biscuits Photoshop for the iPhone. I use that very much, uh, kind of for cropping, for example. The quad cam is really interesting. Quad Cano cam? Is interesting. Yeah, quad cam takes four shots really quickly in a sequence like a, like the old Lomo cameras do. Yeah. Um, and uh, Pano, did you say? Pano, yeah, Pano's really cool. It allows you to stitch a bunch of pictures together. 
Um, but <laughs> in truth, I'm pretty I'm pretty focused on on uh, the best camera yeah. app, which is an app that I, I worked uh, to develop over a long time. And the cool thing about it is that it it came from months and months of using all these other applications and finding out how they didn't work very well. Yeah. Yeah, they all have strengths, but, you know, I like to take pictures. I like to apply some filters. I don't want a full meal deal. I don't want the full Photoshop. You know, I don't want, I want a couple cool filters that I can mix and match. I want to be able to come up with cool combinations, and then I want to be able to share it. And this this application does that better than, than, than anybody else. But actually, the only one that does it uh, to date. So I'm super pumped about it, and uh, I can't wait. Hopefully, again, if you can... Support me and and, uh, and and check out this application on iTunes. I would I would appreciate it and love the feedback. That's awesome. So, are you are you going to do anything special with the book and uh, the application? Like you know, discount coupon or anything like that? Sure. I'm just, well, I'm just oh, fishing yeah, here. Something <laughs> interesting going on there for sure. And and um, so the book, it, it's I think yeah. That, <laughs> I'm, pushing, I'm in the journalist mode now. now so. <laughs> Yeah, this is the funny world of behind the scenes. Like, hmm, what's the order of operations here? When is this hit? When is this hidden? And yeah, it's, it's been really it's 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 fun to uh, share here with you guys. So that's awesome. That's that's great, man. That's great news. I'm definitely gonna you know plunk down my uh, my credit card Couple to purchase bucks. that. Yeah, that's awesome. So, well, and and I really think the hope is that it's going to really increase the amount of sharing as well because there's no there's no round trips in any other applications you know you can do it all right there because right now or i guess not right now because i'm using mine in a prototype but yeah. um you know not too long ago we had to use an application you had to use the phone to take a picture and then you had to go in a different application apply some filters maybe rotate it or crop it and then you had to go to i had to go to my facebook and post it to my facebook and then i had to go to my fan site facebook and post it to that facebook and then I had to go to Twitter and post it to Twitter. Yeah. And, you know, that's like how many different applications? Yeah. All for me to share one picture. So the idea here is you take a picture really quickly and you just hit share and you've pre-programmed where you want it to go. Oh, so, so you're, you're going to broadcast it out to all the different social media sites that you've authenticated against? Yeah, you can, against. you know, just with a simple checkbox. I want this one to go to my Facebook and my Twitter and and uh, another site we've got that uh, where you can share that. That's all not worked out yet as well, but you know, share it and, and share it with the rest of the world. So crap, I need that right yeah. now, Chase. Come on, <laughs> it's cool. Oh man, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> I need it right now. Come on. <laughs> all right. Uh, so there's this. Uh, <laughs> You're leaving at least at least a buck or two on the table right here with me. Come on. <laughs> all right. All right. The um, I want you to check another little box in your application, and uh, we're not sure. Um, what that's going to be called in the final release, but it's it's an opportunity for you to share that picture with a feed of pictures from around the world that are created with this application. Oh. And it's going to be um, right now. It's at the thebestcamera.com, and um, you can also get there through my site. I think in some way, shape, or form. I'm not sure about that yet. And so to be able to see all of the other pictures from around the world that are generated with this iPhone application if you choose to share it there. And you're going to be able to go there and see other people's work and tell them if you like it. And at the end of it, every day, you'll have a kind of an iPhone, a rolling iPhone picture of the day, and uh, and then, of course, of the week and whatnot uh, on a community level. So yeah. 
that's that's going to be another one of the uh, the check boxes that you can share if you want to share it with your Facebook and then you know the the best camera site and we would love to see your picture there. So that's brilliant. Just kind of another way to encourage community and to get people to take pictures and and share them with the world. Wow, that's great, man! Congratulations. That's uh, and, <laughs> no way that that can fail. I'm telling you, it's it sounds really cool. Uh, it, I'm I'm super pumped about it, man. It's been really fun, and uh, you know. And underscoring all this, it, it's been, it was a really fun technology thing to go through. And but underscoring it all, the, the goal is really is creativity and and sharing creativity and community. So yeah. I hope that uh, that uh, you all find it useful and interesting, and that you'll you know buy a book and, and an application. And the idea is these are really democratized. It's not a sixty dollar uh, hardback art book. You know, it's a six by six book that's sub twenty bucks. Yeah. And the application is not a piece of software like you know, Photoshop. It's hundreds of dollars. It's a, it's a couple bucks. So Awesome. Bring it down to the people, man. That's really cool. Right, man. That's right. And uh, it's cool. I, I, hope that, I hope it's received well. No, oh, definitely. I will. I will, definitely. Chase, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me and the TWIP folks on uh, photography and all these projects that you're working on. You're, you're a busy guy. You're, what's, what's next for you? Are you, uh, are you off to parts unknown right after this call? Oh, man. Yeah. Making more stuff. I uh, just wrapped up a Mountain Dew campaign, and uh, gosh, where am I going next week? I've got one secret one I can't talk about, <laughs> and, uh, and then shipping another book off to the press soon for, uh, for the fall. So the next couple, next couple weeks are not that much sleep for me, but I'm really excited about what we're doing. So it's more about making stuff and sharing it. Well, you got to know that, uh, uh, most photographers are living vicariously through you. So you got a lot of weight on your shoulders too. Man, I'm taking a lot of energy from the community. So, uh, (laughs) I'm doing my best to give it back. And, uh, thanks a lot for having me on the show. I really appreciate it, man. Keep up the great work. The community, you know, listens to the photographers you bring on here except for me hopefully <laughs> <laughs> and uh and no it's just, it's great what you're doing giving back and everything thank you so much oh you're you're quite welcome thank you so thanks a lot chase jarvis it was again uh, mr chase jarvis if you haven't uh, heard of him he's uh he's known in all kinds of photography circles online on twitter uh like i was saying at the beginning microsoft volvo reebok nike campaigns rei etc Chase is out there, and from the from the sounds of this interview, you're going to hear more about him uh, from the book and from the, uh, the this new iPhone application that he's got coming out. So that's Chase Jarvis. Hey, Chase, before, you know, I know I just did the outro, but I wanted to give you a chance to uh, quickly give people uh, URLs or locations where they can go find your book and go follow you online, etc. Sure. Um Let's see. I'm not very good at this stuff, but uh, if I, I would I would say that if you want to you know, tune into the blog, it's it's chasejarvis.com slash blog. Mm-hmm. Love to have you subscribe there. Um, from that location, you can get to my Facebook fan page. That's just facebook.com slash chasejarvis. Um, and then Twitter, of course, is is really um, it's a core core part of where I'm on a social media scale, and that's um, just at chasejarvis. So that would be twitter.com slash Chase Jarvis. Those are the social media angles. You can get to my my book and my iPhone application from, from any of those um, channels. And the book is, is The Best Camera is the one that's with you. It's out on Peach Pit Press. And, uh, and then the iPhone application, of course, through, through Apple iTunes. You search uh, Best Camera. 
Awesome. And I hope that's the name. We haven't had it hasn't been accepted yet. So, uh, well, if it's not, we can note it in the show notes what the real yeah, name we'll is. Yeah, we'll note it. But uh, yeah, it, it, it's fun to share with you folks here. So thank you, thanks again for having me, and uh, hope to to uh, bump it in, into you uh, online somewhere. And then, of course, in person is, is always best. So Definitely. hope the crust has with a lot of you out there. Definitely. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Chase. My pleasure. Thanks. Okay, that was a great interview. The whole thing is about 45 minutes long and very interesting. He gives, like I said, he gave us a sneak peek into some things that he's working on and a peek into how he became a photographer, what drives him, and what might be next in his his career. Um, again, uh, that was a short excerpt from the full interview, which you can find on twiplog.com or frederickvan.com. And uh, I just want to thank our second sponsor, uh, Squarespace.com. So Squarespace is a, uh, is a way to build, uh, host, and manage your website. It's an easy-to-use UI for creating and managing your website or blog, optimized for both beginners and CSS experts, uh, hundreds of design templates to choose from, and you can customize any of these designs to fit your needs. Uh, now, I, and I have to say, you know, we're running like half of our sites on on Squarespace mm-hmm. at this point. We're getting ready to move DV Garage over into oh, Squarespace. Wow. Um, the front face of pixelcore.com is going to be... We'll get, we have some other stuff on the back end, but uh, the front face is going to be uh, Squarespace um, already twip log. So when you actually go to our show blog, uh, mm-hmm. it's on Squarespace. Mm-hmm. And, um, and my little blog is on Squarespace. So um, so anyway, the uh, so we're, we're and we've got other ones that we're working on. It's just such a great... So easy. It's a path of least resistance. For it really is. It's just like yeah. you know, I can get it done, and I have lots of extras, and I can put it all together, and yeah. it really it makes me happy. That's really cool because you know, not to not to go into Squarespace too much, but um, it's having gone through the pain of setting up my WordPress blog because I have a <laughs> I have a WordPress blog and I'm happy with it, but I hired a developer to help me right. customize it. Yeah. And add galleries and do all this other stuff too, and I finally got it right now to where I want it, and this has been about over a year in the making maybe 18 months in the making and to look at my blog which is which i'm happy with i like the way it looks and to look at what you can do with squarespace now which was invented you yeah. know, you know <laughs> yeah. to solve those problems it's it's great i, I mean I it's so mine. cool i i i i you know i uh, as you know i'm a big html expert you are I don't know anything about HTML. <laughs> I, I open it up. I'm like, ah, I don't know anything. And so, and, and, and the uh, and, and uh, there's you like, can insert the image tag I, and the I embed built, tag. I built, right? my, I built my whole blog in like um, it was about. Uh, it took me a Saturday. That's cool. Yeah, and and uh, and there was some custom code, but all it was is I emailed them. I said, "How do I do this?" And they sent me back some code. <laughs> and they'll do that for everybody, done. right? <laughs> no, no. I think they, you know, it was it was just like it was, I, I went through a standard customer support ticket. I didn't oh, I didn't awesome. go above. You know, it was just like, oh, this is what you need, and boom, boom, boom. You know, and so yeah. it was just, and it was really fast and easy. And so anyway, Squarespace.com/slash/twip if you want to get ten uh, percent off. Now you don't need a credit card. You can just build your website. You can try it out so that you don't have to put any money down That's on cool. it. And then if you want, so go to Squarespace.com/slash/twip. And, uh, and if you want 10% off when you go to buy, just put TWIP in there and you'll be set. Excellent. All right, let's move on to the listener questions. The first one is assigned to Stefan Simone. Stefan, you want to take this? Sure, sure. And it's uh, fellow Canadian Doug Rantlett from Cornwall, Ontario. And he asks, I own a D70, an Icon D7, mainly use an 18 to 200 millimeter lens. I also own an 18 to 70 millimeter lens, which I rarely use. He's got an SB600 flash, and he's going to be traveling to China for the first time in November, and he's wondering if there's any equipment that he should consider adding uh, before the trip that might make a difference. Um, he also mentioned that he has a small tripod and a monopod. So to recap, I mean, he's got a D70 camera, an 18 to 200 millimeter lens, which covers quite the range. 
He's got a flash, the low-end SP600 tripod. I mean, he really has, you know, all the equipment that he needs to to go on uh, an amazing trip to China. That said, um, I guess if I were to offer some advice, and it really is a question of financial because he really is covered in theory, but the D70 now is a 6-megapixel camera. It takes beautiful, beautiful uh, images. But if, if Doug were to upgrade um, to one of the 12 or 10-megapixel cameras, I think, Doug, you would see a difference in quality um, in the images that you're, you're creating. Although it's not a deal-breaker for this trip. I used the D70 years ago. I, I did a whole book on the Republican convention with it. Beautiful results, made big prints from it. So, you know, it's not just about the megapixels. I guess the other advice that I would give would be, um, you know, the 18 to 200 sort of covers it all. Nikon now has a new 18 to 200, which I think has been improved. They've got more VR, a better VR on it. But if you were to invest in maybe um, a lens that's of the higher quality, um, like, I mean, any of the 2.8, Eight lenses that Nikon makes, um, or a fast 51.4, which is my pick of the week, which I'll talk to later. Um, it o- it opens up uh, new opportunities for pictures, and you will see a quality difference between that 18 to 200, which is a great lens, but it's not going to be a match to you know the 24 to 72.8 or some of the higher end glass. So so that's really all I would say. You don't really need to do anything, Doug, but if you had the bucks and this is a big trip. Um, that's where I would invest the money, either in a upgrade the camera body or, or in a, a really good lens. Excellent. Excellent answer. The next question up is from listener Tony Pratt. He says, I photographed a whole season of college lacrosse of a college lacrosse team and would like to put the best photos together with a music, with music and a slideshow, uh, and create a DVD that can be played on any hard on, on any DVD player in a computer, etc. And he's looking for the best software or service to achieve this. So I have a couple answers to that. Um, if he's on a Macintosh, I would definitely suggest using iDVD to build that because that's what iDVD does. It lets you, its, its whole job in life is to help you create DVDs that can be played on computers and desktop DVD players. Um, and it's, they've made it brainlessly simple for you to just drop in a bunch of photos, pick some transitions, drop some music in there from your iTunes library and burn it. You can even burn it so that it plays on insert. So, you know, if you don't want a menu on there, you just want this thing to play when people play it, when people stick it into a DVD player, you can set it up that way too. There's a lot of power in that little application in terms of doing this stuff. If you're not using iLife and you're still on a Mac, you can use uh, this program called Photo Magico from a company called Boinks Software. That's, no, that's actually the one that I was going to uh, yeah, talk about. Yeah, it's, it's really... awesome as well. Yeah, it's it's very good. It gives you a lot more power in terms of being able to do pan and zoom and set in and out points for all that, time it to your soundtrack and do all that cool stuff. Uh, and then you can export a video from that um, with all your slides in there and then burn it to disk with yeah. IDVD or something. And then the third thing I would suggest is try out Animoto. So Animoto.com, A-N-I-M-O-T-O.com is a site that lets you do some, just what you're talking about. You throw a bunch of photos at it, you give it some music, and it generates this MTV-style music video animated version of all your music and slides. You can also put video clips in there, too, and it'll... 
it'll stick those in there and overlay it and do all this magic stuff. I played with this weekend. It was, it's insanely cool. So those are some three options. And each one of those, you can export a video if you need to, and then burn that to a DVD, however you want, either using iDVD or some other software. So that would be my answer to Tony Pratt. The next question. Hey guys, can I just ask you a question? Do I look foggy? Do I look foggy to you? Yeah, she looked a little foggy. Okay, yeah, because I just got an email from a listener who's watching. And yeah, he says that I'm, looks... I'm in a London fog or something. But, yeah, 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 yeah. But that's a good look. Somebody for me. told like Steve to put soft... Vaseline on his camera. I, th- I thought I thought you did that on purpose. You know, it was, well, it, was it was little little promised. It's the Rita Hayworth lighting that I like. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's the old Vaseline on the camera trick, huh, Steve? Yeah. All right, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll clean the lens uh, for next week. Yeah, no no worries at all. And uh, I'm actually going to jump into one question Go for um, today from uh, from actually from our chat, uh, the IRC chat. Someone asked if we had. Uh, uh, on the panel, I'd use the remote DSLR Pro app for the iPhone. And I have to say, I haven't actually used it myself. I have it installed. I haven't gotten to it yet. Um, and uh, uh, But uh, I have That's talked to a couple... from On1, right? Yeah. Yep. And I have talked to a couple people that have, and they said it works great. The big, the big issue uh, with it is that you still have to be tethered to a, the computer. Like, what mm-hmm. the real next generation is figuring out a way to get the iPhone to control your camera Without directly. having to, you know, directly, you yeah. know, and, and either through wireless or through a wired controller, uh, you know, those are the, that's what's really missing in that, in that solution right now. Work. There's an iPhone and it talks to their software that you install on, on your computer. Mac, on exactly. your computer. And then your, and you your camera is plugged control. in. Yeah, yeah. Your camera is plugged into the computer right. and you're controlling. Right. And okay. tons of control. And if you're in a studio or if you're in a place where you can actually set that up, you know, that, that actually works. But, um, uh, but that's, the, you know, that's the issue right now. Mm. And uh, for, for those of you watching, I'm in black and white and I don't know why. Um, <laughs> something in the system is uh, That's loose, Alex from I think. the 50s. <laughs> Okay. It was. I saw it going off uh, before the show, and um, wow. and uh, the it cable to Alex's once. right we side is loose. I don't know what ca- cable is. We should do a black uh, and white theme show, really, because you know we love black and white, don't we? We're in agreement. Yeah. See, what I'm afraid of is I'm going to hit one of these cables to, to try to sort it out. And the and whole show be, will go down. Then there'll be no yeah. picture. So we're just gonna we're just gonna have we're gonna we're gonna go back to the 50s yeah. for today. And then so, maybe do uh, a show so anyway. in psychedelic color as well. You know, we can do different theme shows. Yeah, exactly. Leave it to Alex. <laughs> anyway, so that's all I got to say. So let's go to the picks of the week. Fred, tell us about the picks of the week. All right, picks of the week. Uh, let's see. Where's my pick of the week? Um, my pick is a book from an author by the name of Chris Orwig, who will coincidentally be our guest on the show next week. Um, it's called Visual Poetry, A Guide for Making Engaging Digital Photographs. Now, Chris is awesome. He, I mean, if you haven't heard of him, he's all over the place. He's on... Um, uh, lynda.com you'll find his stuff there he's on peach pit he's got several books out from peach pit he's an instructor at brooks institute of photography and uh so he you know one of the one of the questions i asked him just a sneak peek into the interview that's going to air next week one of the questions i asked him was having your foot in e-learning you know training photographers on the computer and and working in a brick and mortar institution like Brooks Institute of Photography and also having books that people can go buy from Barnes and Noble or Amazon or whatever, which one is the correct way for people to learn how to be a photographer? Um, so he answers that in, in the interview. So make sure you tune in for that. But if you want a preview of that, go check out his book. It's called visual poetry, a guide for making engaging digital photographs. And that's my pick of the week. Steve, what's your pick? Um, my pick of the week, um, I chose a lens that I, I just got. It's a Nikon 50mm f1.4, and uh, it's really just an iconic pick for fast lenses because there's no question, and I, I'm 
I'm pretty sure you guys own some fast glass. When you use um, some of the high-quality uh, fast glass available to us, um, 51.4, I think Canon makes a 51.2, 85.14, and you use it wide open, and they're made to be used wide open, you do get a quality of bouquet, which is out-of-focus area in the images, that is is really quite quite beautiful. And you pay a lot of money. Wow, there it popped up. That's the old one. But uh, you pay a lot of money for um, the faster lenses, but there's a reason for it. Um, you know, Nikon makes a 200 f2 lens, which I believe is in the $5,000 range. But uh, initially, sports photographers, now wedding photographers, love that lens because of the quality you get at wide open f2 when doing portraits. It's big, it's heavy, but for a lot of photographers, it's worth it. So um, as I was telling uh, Doug earlier uh, in terms of, you know, investing in um, a nice piece of equipment, um, you know, having a, a fast glass and using it wide open and, and it opens up new possibilities shooting at dusk and in very low light and you can get beautiful results. So um, I'm really uh, having a lot of fun with this uh, 50 millimeter lens. It's relatively uh, not that expensive as far as fast glass goes. A 50 is usually uh, one of the lesser expensive ones, but um, yeah. I say, you know, fast glass is good. Yep. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, the the lens that sits on my camera most of the time is a Canon one point four fifty. Really? Uh, here's what I, I found is that I is that I uh, I like to shoot people and I like to shoot them close up. I don't want them far, far away. I don't want now. I do find yeah. that's limiting some of the time. I, I was borrowing my, my brother has a the twenty four to seventy two point eight, mm -hmm. and I was borrowing it and I <laughs> I found that it, I loved it. I love being able to go out a little bit further than yeah. I'm, than I'm used to, but. Like I'm really like I'm used to this really short depth of field, and I'm also being able to used to being able to shoot in low light that I'm not used to. You know, like uh, suddenly I right. felt a little limited. A little you restricted. know, and and yeah. um, uh, and and I just like to me if you're a parent, and this is just for the parents listening to us, uh, buying a even a cheap DSLR, and even a one point eight fifty should be. I mean, if if you don't have a lot of money for four or five hundred dollars, you can do that. It will be the best purchase you make. Um, uh, uh, related to taking pictures of your kids is just a DSLR with a relatively fast. Now, 1.4, which is what Steve's uh, is the best. In I, don't, I think the 1.2 is overkill, like yeah. on the Canon side. Yeah. Um, in fact, we, we we looked at some tests that showed that the 1.2 might not might not actually be as sharp as the 1.4. Really, that was going to be my next question. Yeah, no, it's not. It's, it's supposed to be sharper. It's supposed to be sharper, but yeah. the um, but it, it doesn't doesn't didn't look like that when I looked at the tests. Mm. And so the 1.4 is a real sweet spot. Exactly what Steve's saying. And and uh, but the one even a 1.8, which is like a hundred bucks, yeah. and then you buy the cheap DSLR from Canon or Nikon, and you get a get a fast 50, a relatively fast 50, and you will find that the picture that you take of your family of your kids everything else turn into these little art books and and, 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 and it, it literally goes closer from, yeah. when you go from your 18 to 55 kit lens mm -hmm. <laughs> to this it, it just literally everything becomes more luscious i think almost everybody in my four out of my five siblings you know have a fit fast 50 and you can tell when you look at their facebook pages when you look at their you know the images they're putting up on their galleries man it's just it, it looks like somebody's art you know That's we have the, we have the best as a as a extended family we have the the you know, it's like Life magazine covered our family all the time. Yeah, you know, cool. it's it's really. Great. And you guys have those digital camera frames too, or photo frames that you're so my, like my transmitting parent, to. Yeah, so my parents have these e starlings, both sides of my my family. But my, my parents didn't. I gave the email to all of my brothers and sisters, and so we're constantly competing. Like, if you see new ones come up, you know, my mom said, "Oh, I got some new friends from your sister," and you're like, "Oh, I got to email her some more photos," you know. And so, so th there's just this constant flow for my parents. They have hundreds of photos that are going up to that East Starling, and they're all really great because we're doing what Steve recommends, which is using this Fast Fifty. Yeah. And uh, what's your pick of the week? My pick of the week. I'm gonna get geeky. Uh oh. 
Uh, surprise! Surprise! <laughs> uh, uh, so, so my pick of the week is what's called. I, I'm getting ready for uh, to go to uh, Brazil, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm so sorry to hear that. It'll. I know. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for taking one for the team, Alex. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I'm going to do what I need to do. You know, I mean, that, that's all I'm saying. I'm that kind of guy. You, you know? are. So, you're awesome. Yeah. Can so, I carry that expensive chart for you? Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. No, my brother's going to do that. Oh. So, so the uh, no, my brother and I are going down to do some shooting and. Uh, I need to shoot QuickTime VR. Not QuickTime VRs, but HDR panoramas. Mm-hmm. And HDR panoramas. High dynamic range panoramas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and wanting to do that. Yeah. Oh. We use them for lighting. So if you want to, and, and also you can kind of immerse into the set. And the 5D is a great solution for that. Oh. And so I needed to get, I, 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 the, uh, the pano rig that I had was a little too big and cumbersome for um, traveling. Uh, we're trying to travel as light as possible. The more you travel, the more you get into these. How small can I make this? And so, and I wish I had one here for the show. I didn't. I didn't. It's in my office. But so, what I'm recommending is the Nodal Ninja R1. And the uh, and the Nodal Ninja R1 is a. Um, it's specifically designed for the. Um, if you have a full frame sensor. Mm-hmm. So if you have a full frame sensor and you have a very specific kind of lens, which I have, which is the Canon or the Sigma eight millimeter for my Canon, which basically is 180 degrees vertically and horizontally. So it's just a ball that mm-hmm. sits in the center of your, of your frame when you're done shooting with it. Yeah. And so if you have that, uh, you can get this, um, this R1 and it's very small. I mean, you can literally, I can fit it in, uh, in a cargo pants. I can fit it in one of my cargo pants pockets mm-hmm. you know and so um so it's a very very small uh rig that i can throw on top of a tripod you, you know level it up and then boom 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 you know just shoot all the way around cool. and it's so it's very very fast um it it is not as expensive as it you know it used to be it's, i think it's like four hundred dollars but this is i mean you got to get I've, i have rigs that cost me twelve hundred sixteen hundred two thousand yeah. dollars and there's a little rig it t- attaches right to the lens and it lets you just kind of and it's designed for it so you can just set it really easily to go three two three uh you know different degrees 180 degrees 120 at a, at a pop or, or 90 at a pop it's really really awesome so anyway nodal ninja r1 for those of you who want to geek out and take those panos uh, and you want so the smallest thing that you can get that's going to make that work. Cool. Um, that's the that's the trick. All How right. about you, Fred? Um, uh, I already gave you my pick. So my pick you already was, give you my pick was a visual poetry. <laughs> I'm sitting here mixing. You know, that's all I got to say. I mean, I, I, I was, wheels of steel over there. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm moving around. I and, but and, I, I do have a couple of reminders before we close the show off, though. Um, I want to remind folks to go to our Flickr group um, at flickr.com forward slash groups forward slash twip. And uh, right now we've got over 71,000 photos in there from from TWIP folks, the TWIPers out there, and there's over 9,000 members. So it's an active and vibrant community, and uh, we have made a pledge, and I know Steve has been emailing us to make sure that we're we're in there because he's all over Flickr doing stuff with Nikon and and otherwise and he's in there so uh, we are we've pledged to get ourselves into the the TWIP Flickr group and participate and and respond to messages and that sort of thing. The second thing is uh, the TWIP meetup for you folks that are in the Bay Area right now, we'll, we'll probably make this a little bigger later but if you're in the Bay Area the, the California Bay Area uh, head over to meetup, M-E-E-T-U-P dot com and do a search for TWIP and join our group because we're going to be doing lots of little events and walk, photo walks and training classes and all kinds of cool things. So if you want to be involved with us in the real world and not just on the podcast, 
head over there. I mean, Steve, you might be doing one in New York too, right? Um, possibly, yeah. We haven't really uh, talked <laughs> yeah. about it, but yeah, I'm all for it. As a matter of fact, um, uh, I guess you guys probably, because you're kind of celebrities, that you get recognized all the time. <laughs> but I was at Adorama the other day, and uh, a TWIP listener sort of recognized me, and I guess it's from these podcasts where you can you can see our images for the first time. And his name, I'll just shout out to David Ortiz, who uh, scared me at first, but then recognized me, and uh, we had a nice <laughs> little chat. Uh, has that ever happened to you guys, where, you're, where people have recognized you from TWIP? Yeah, a couple times. I, you know, I, I had a couple of people recognize me just from my voice, ironically, wow. not from how I look. Yeah. I was in a Starbucks once. One of the times I was in a Starbucks, and I was ordering my drink, and somebody said, uh, hey, are you Oh, my God, it's Fred. No, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, so that was, it was really, it's, it's interesting. So, good stuff. All Alex, right, that's going to bring us to uh, any stalkers uh, following you, Alex. <laughs> as as for trying to close down the show, yeah, no, I I, uh, I run into a lot of people who who listen to one of one of the it's Alex Lindsay. Alex has like seven hundred and fifty thousand Twitter oh, followers, and it's, a, <laughs> it's 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 really it's really awesome. Actually, I, I really enjoyed. I, I I just had someone at Borders Bookstore uh, you know, mention that they they listened to the show, and it was just it's it's great to hear that somebody is um you know that is enjoying the show. So I you know I, I've um and uh, at first. First, I was a little overwhelmed by it, you know, and, and there's certain times when I it's more intense. So if I go to a yeah. photo show or if I go to a um, uh, Mac World or WWDC because mm-hmm. of the shows we do, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I, I get a little more attention. Yeah. And um, I don't know how the great best part is when Leo's around. I just hide behind Leo. He's like a shield. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like it's like he's like like a, a bright light, and all the mosquitoes just uh, you know. Yeah, so no, and I don't mean to say, you know people. And Leo is so great with people, and he gets so many. And I, I don't understand you know how he is so gracious about he's it. He's always the same, which is awesome. I mean, he's yeah, the same yeah, way in just, person as he is on yeah, the show. Yeah, and so. so he's just a great guy, and, yeah. and and just able to handle that so well. And so I'm still learning. And uh, and as I said, I just hide near either Leo or Merlin <laughs> at, at a big show, and and let them everyone everyone notice them, and I just kind of disappear into the woodwork. It's all well. Good. People have to recognize you a lot. Alex from your from the tech TV when that was on the air and all that because you were a regular on that show right yeah 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 so. it's like hey you're you right. yeah so. and you you were also Sorry. on eight is enough weren't you Alex well there was that but that was, well it was nine is enough and Alex got <laughs> yeah. cut I think I read of me stole all my good ideas <laughs> apparently eight was enough yeah <laughs> all right we're, that, that brings I, us to a close for the show uh, Steve where, where can people find you if they're looking for Mr. <laughs> well, Simone they're gonna, online they're not going to be looking for me now but I, if, they, if they were <laughs> stevesimonphoto.com and I've got a couple of mentorseries.com workshops uh, one in um, Smoky Mountains in October looking forward to that and also in New Orleans in, in April so that'll be cool that's far in advance very cool and Mr. Lindsay as if People didn't know where to find you. Where should I'm they go? I'm on the Twitters. He's on Twitter. Alex, Twitter.com forward slash Alex Lindsay. Same for me. If you're looking for me online, you can find me on my blog at FrederickVan.com or on Twitter at Twitter.com forward slash FrederickVan. And with that, brings us to the end of the show. It is time to take that lens cap off. 